Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode of Embrace. I'm your host, Sarah, and today we have a very special guest joining us, Miss Sienna Strong-Jones. Sienna, I'm super excited to have you on today and to just talk about your journey, talk about what got you to where you are today. If you want to introduce yourself and just talk a little bit about what you do. Yes, first and foremost, I just want to thank you so much, Sarah, for having me here. It's really such an honor, seriously, being on your platform and being able to share my story with everyone. I hope that someone gets value from this. Uh, But yeah, as you mentioned, my name is Sienna Strong-Jones. I'm actually 24 years old and I'm a current grad student. So I'm living in Pennsylvania. I attend Penn State University and I'm actually studying human development and family studies. It's actually a PhD program. I just finished up my master's along the way, but I'm actually focused on child maltreatment research along with substance use, especially opioid addiction among women in the criminal justice system. So I'm really interested in the relationship between the two because your childhood and adversity that you face has a lot to do with the person that you become. So I'm really grateful to be here. Um, Definitely first generation college student and PhD student. So it means the world to me that I'm able to do this for my family, but I'm also a digital entrepreneur as well. I have a successful Instagram live series and I just give value, have so many amazing people on my show, uh, just to showcase different success stories because along with grad school, I found that I really have a passion for helping people, especially when it comes to mindset, right? Because mindset is 90% of success. So I have an amazing team that I'm able to help build and grow every single day where we learn different skill sets in digital entrepreneurship from, you know, branding yourself with social media, learning in the financial markets, or even setting up your e-commerce stores. So it's really amazing being able to build a team, travel the world, and just help people personal develop all around. It's really amazing. And I'm just honored to be here. Yes. Wow. That's so beautiful. Just like two very different directions, but they all kind of come together in the same like circle in a sense. Like you said, like you're in both like what you're studying in school and then what you're doing online with your series, but also just the team that you're a part of. I mean, both of them have a lot to do with helping people and both of them very much have to do with mental health and with mindset. So it's interesting how they do go in very wide different directions, but they all come down to the same like piece, like that same thing. So when it comes to your really intriguing too about your what you're studying in your PhD program when it comes to like very specifically women um, in the criminal justice system and the opioid addiction and just kind of like how that does root from childhood and definitely resources and just what your environment is what you're around what you're surrounded by what you consume all these things and that's you know can lead to uh, things like drug addiction and stuff like that. And then of course, very specifically with women in the criminal justice system, kind of like, what was your inspiration to be able to dive into that? Like what kind of, cause that's a very unique and like specific niche down topic. So, so yeah, what kind of inspired you to go in that route? Yeah, that is a great question. So I actually graduated from the university of Florida And I double majored in Spanish and criminology. So I knew that I loved helping people. Um, You know, I was definitely raised in an environment 
that was very safe, but I knew that I had extended family members that were struggling with certain things. Um, I'm actually half Native American, so I don't know much people don't talk about that population, but also being Native American, African American, and I'm also white too, but, you know, just those two, you know, minority groups experience a lot more, um, not just discrimination, but just face a lot of barriers, you know, and experience some, you know, unfortunate situations, especially when it comes to child maltreatment. Um, I was really intrigued by the child welfare system. I've never been a part of it myself, but just, you know, like having family members in foster care and just like seeing other people go through that system. And I kind of just felt like it wasn't always optimal. I didn't feel like, you know, it was just operating, you know, at its optimum capacity. So I wanted to learn more about it. And in my time at the University of Florida, I was actually a McNair scholar, which is essentially a program for low income minority students who are aspiring to get their PhD. So I basically did a whole like 30 page literature review on the child maltreatment or um, child welfare system, excuse me. And it was just so interesting to learn about how it works and some of the discrepancies within it. And I was also able to be a guardian ad litem in that time too. So it's basically like a volunteer court appointed person that just goes and checks in on children in the uh, child welfare system. So I went to like different homes of like foster care kids to check in on them and make sure that things were going well, which, you know, in my experience they were, but unfortunately that's not everybody's experience. So um, from there, I came to Penn State. Uh, my program, like I mentioned, is human development and family studies. And I found my mentor who specifically focuses on child maltreatment. She does a lot more with like cortisol and child sexual abuse specifically, uh, but she's actually leaving the program. So I picked up a secondary mentor and she happens to specifically focus on substance use, women in the criminal justice system. So I had no idea that this is exactly what I was going to get into, but it just kind of like played that played out that way mm -hmm. for me. And I'm just really grateful because I'm learning so much and how much, you know, how child maltreatment affects everyone, especially women, you know, mothers raising children. So it's really, you know, a blessing to be able to be a part of this research and impacting science, I have been able to write some really cool research papers, and it just makes me feel good to know that I'm contributing to science. But um, along with the whole entrepreneurship side, I never really thought to become an entrepreneur. I always seen myself as an educator, hence why I came to a PhD program. My goal is always to become a tenured professor, specifically at the University of Miami. Uh, but then, you know, once I started to become aware of the traditional education system and how it doesn't really provide equal access to everyone, that's when I started to think much bigger, especially when it comes to social media and how I could really extend my reach past just a classroom, you know, like this is my second PWI, predominantly white institution that I'm attending. And, you know, I identify as a minority Native American being black. I wanna see more people that look like me and you know are a part of the BIPOC community and so I found that by leveraging social media a free resource that most people have I'm able to educate and mentor on a much larger scale and really learned about the power of entrepreneurship especially with this book called Rich Dad Poor Dad it honestly really changed my life and you know how you should be making money if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. 
Wow. Okay. This, there's a lot here. And yeah, I, I know that was a lot. No, it was, was a lot, lot. <laughs> but it's, it, it comes full circle, honestly, like, especially when it comes down to like your experiences, like your own family experiences, and then, you know, going into school and then being led down the route of focusing more on, you know, the child welfare system, which I honestly feel like is there isn't enough emphasis on it when it comes to actually doing something about changing it. Um, and we see it every day. We see it on the new, I mean, honestly, we don't see it actually to the capacity that we should because no one, it wants to be ignored. No one wants to really pay attention to that until people like you come in who have a really huge passion about helping those populations and creating that change. And I think it really, again, goes back to coming full circle where it's like, you have such a passion to help people and when it comes to this specific route, and then when it comes to like the value that you're providing, it's like, it, it really does go hand in hand. And when it comes to like the mindset and mental health, for example, like, you know, so a lot of the work that I do, and just a lot of the work that I'm sure that you have put yourself into, like a lot of those mental or mindset limiting beliefs that stems from childhood, that all stems from the wounded inner child. So to be able to work with the child welfare system and be able to actually go in and, you know, and work with that population, I think that's where like true change happens is like with children and not necessarily with other pop. Well, of course, with other populations, but I think to create more of a change, it starts there. And what do you feel like? I definitely have two, a couple of questions that came up as you were speaking, but what is kind of your vision with, you know, what you're studying right now? Like, I know you said that you always had the vision to be, you know, a tenure professor. Now you're diving into entrepreneurship and still with the same goal with helping, with educating, with, you know, putting out that value, but anything specific when it comes to like the welfare system and just working with um, women, working with substance abuse, like, do you have a vision for, what you want to do in that route, or is it kind of what you're doing now contribute a contributor to what you're studying right now as well? Right. Yeah. So um, being a professor is great, right? Um, you get to do a lot of cool things. But what I found is I want to have more so of a direct impact. So that's why I'm gaining as much knowledge as I can while I'm in this program, so that I can go directly impact people. Because a lot of times professors, they teach, of course, but also write a bunch of papers, get publications, which are really nice. It's actually the currency in academia, but you know, the people that are actually struggling with those issues aren't gonna be reading them. Mm -hmm. So that's why I wanna take this knowledge to actually apply it directly to the population. And one thing that you know I have been realizing a lot lately is that one really big risk factor for child maltreatment is actually poverty, financial insecurity, um, unemployment, and things like that so how I'm looking at it and and bringing in my entrepreneurship skills is like man if I could teach people how to make money and not have to get a job but do something for themselves they will be more self-sufficient and I just think a lot about how sometimes especially women when they have a felony for example it's really hard to find a job when you have that stigma attached to your name but if you're able to build something on your own and create your own wealth without relying on a job or you know those types of things I think that it would help a lot more people and just 
given this digital revolution that we're in, we're really shifting into a digital age where you don't always have to go to work. Not to say that, you know, having a job is bad at all. Of course, we need people to work. But, you know, there's a lot more opportunity right now to make an income online from your home, from your phone. And I just want to spread that message to a lot more people because, you know, that's another thing with child maltreatment, right? So most people don't know that neglect is much more common than abuse itself. But Mm -hmm. how does that happen? A lot of times it's women or even just families, whoever the caregiver is, having to go to work and not being able to be at home to watch their kids. So their kids are, you know, alone, maybe Uh, spending time with a caregiver that maybe is not giving them proper care and things can happen that way. But imagine being able to make money while you're at home, taking care of your kids. It just is a win-win, right? Mm, Absolutely. Oh, wow. No, that's huge. And I know you mentioned like your mission really is to make an impact make an impact. And that is so impactful right there, just like completely changing the trajectory of someone's life because they can you know, change their story, like as a mother, change their reality to be able to change the the story of their child and how they're raised and where the, in the direction that they can go. And because they are there being able to nurture their child, care for their child, uh, pour into their child in a way that, like you said, probably isn't happening when they don't have the capacity to do that when they're not home. And I think so much can definitely come from being able to have that evolution. So that's beautiful. And with your entrepreneurial journey as well, with success with Sienna, for example, um, I feel like that's like just being on that series, seeing that series, like watching, you know, the different episodes that you have, what inspired you to create success with Sienna? Like with you just having a presence, having a voice, putting it out there, I'm sure it did, you know, grow over time. And now you're, you know, doing lives every single week, every single day, almost, um, and having different people on your platform. I mean, just like I said, seeing it, you're able to reach so many people with such a beautiful message and leave that impact there. So what was really the inspiration behind that? Like what was your vision when you were creating Success with Sienna? Yeah, for sure. That's a great question. Thank you so much for asking. So before all of this, like this version of Sienna that you see right now Mm -hmm. is completely a whole different version because before this, I wasn't really posting on social media at all. You know, super, super shy, you know, didn't really like, like talking to people that I didn't know. But I found that I was just always on social media, especially TikTok. I was like Mm -hmm. scrolling and consuming all of this content. And especially like on Twitter, when I would just see certain posts of people, um, it almost seemed like it was like a cry for help, like saying like, oh, I feel like no one loves me, not even my family, like just seeing negative things like that, people saying like, oh, um, I almost took my life yesterday, but I'm okay today, like kind of like normalizing like Mm. that type of like behavior and those types of thoughts. And I was like, man, like these people really need help. And of course, other people are probably experiencing that as well. But I was like, well, what if I were to build a social media platform so that I could be a light and people who feel maybe lost or unheard, they could hear someone and that someone can hear them right and give them a voice so that really inspired me to do something about it I didn't want to just watch people feel like that 
But in terms of like really taking action, it was actually a mentor of mine. His name is Neno Torres, and he's a very successful podcaster and entrepreneur. He actually has a podcast called Mornings with Neno that, you know, I've been watching over time. And that has helped me with my own uh, mindset and mental health. And just seeing the amount of people that he has been able to impact and inspire has just been incredible. Like people would literally come up to him in person like, wow, like you have no idea how much you changed my life. And, you know, I could say the same for myself. So I would just look at him like, wow, like, you know, I would love to do that for someone as well. And he just like impacted my life so much and made me want to do the same for others. So he actually his podcast is like in the top 100 and top 65 in business. So I was like, well, I mean, if he can do it, then like, why can't I? And he would tell me like, yes, you know, you just have to go do it. And for me, I was just so shy, afraid to be on camera. Like, I was like, well, you can't edit this. You can't filter it out. Like, I don't know. What are people going to think? Like all of those thoughts were coming up. But then, you know, just seeing the impact that he had and how it just took time, I was like, man, it's worth it. Like just being able to impact one life, it's going to be worth it. So, you know, I decided to get uncomfortable. I took action, you know, just kept showing up every single day because that's exactly what he did. Mm -hmm. His was like Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. So I was like, let me just do it. And, you know, ever since then, it's just been amazing. I've been able to get uncomfortable, gain so much confidence, especially when it comes to speaking and public speaking. That was another huge fear <laughs> of mine. So it has helped me probably more than it has helped anybody else who is watching it honestly but I'm just grateful to have that impact on so many amazing people that I've never even met before through social media yeah no I mean I resonate with that so much even with the platform that I have even being here on this platform like I remember being in the space where it's like you know being afraid to speak being afraid to be in front of people and like to your point in front of people that you don't even know it definitely allows you to grow like it's a part of your own growth journey getting uncomfortable putting yourself out there speaking on things that you feel passionate about but maybe you know that version of you that is kind of feeling that imposter syndrome or that fear like wants to hold back doesn't want to you know really truly speak off authentically and wants to feel, you know, wants to feel like they need to filter themselves. Like, I'm sure I was going to ask you too. like, do you remember, I, I don't know how long you've, how long ago you started this series, but do you remember your very first time going live and the involvement that happened from then to now? Yeah, absolutely. The first episode that I actually did was with Neno. And so Mm. like, that was like a really big moment for me, because just him talking so highly of me, and just believing in me that I could really do it. Like, I was like, man, I just got to keep going. Because you know, it's something like when you know that other people are counting on you, you're more Mm. likely to actually take action when it's just you. So there's so much involvement from then I was like, shy, I was like, up until honestly, very recently, I was using filters on my Instagram live because I just didn't feel confident enough to just show mm. up without even using a filter. And, you know, at least I was doing it like I, I was happy to at least be showing up. But then, you know, just as I grew and I started to see people like not using filters anymore, especially um, one of my mentors, her name is Leanne so She's actually a social media educator. And like, I would just watch her stories and her videos. She would just look so beautiful and had no filter. And I'm like, man, like, I really want to do that. It's just, it took me a while to get the courage. And you also inspired me as well. Like just seeing you like no filters, just your really beautiful face and freckles. (laughs) I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, you know, if she could do it too, then like, you know, so can I. And I'm like, well, if I'm all about authenticity and if that's my brand, like I have to show up that way too. I can't, you know, just filter or mask myself if I'm, you know, here 
like preaching to show up for yourself and be authentic and confident in who you are. So, you know, I'm still growing and evolving along this journey. And that's why I love I, how I can show up so authentically. Like I literally talk about, like, yeah, this made me so anxious or I was feeling this way because I know that people relate to authenticity. So, you know, I'm not perfect and I never, ever claim to be. I show up, you know, talking about my challenges because I know that there's other people that can relate to it. And just, you know, just being vulnerable. I truly believe that that's a superpower. Mm. Oh, yes, 100%, especially with the filters, right? Like you said, like, I was still here, I was still doing it, I was showing up, but there was still something that was holding you back from being like 100% authentic. And I remember too, like, there was a time when I would use filters on my stories every day. And then like I would kind of go back and forth. I still use them here and there, but it's when I do it without a filter. It's like, it's something that just clicks almost unconsciously too, that it's like, you are being hundred percent authentic in this moment because there's nothing that's like masking you. Like you said, that was a really good word to, to use. Like there's still a little bit of a mask there. So, and I think it truly allows you to see yourself fully authentically, like without any sort of cover up or anything like that. Um, but no, I definitely understand like the discomfort that can come from that. And knowing that you had to, like you said, like vulnerability, uh, sharing about your challenges, sharing about your experiences. I think that being vulnerable, that's exactly why I started this space too, to share, you know, like my experiences, share about my struggles, share, like, I think what draws me to people and I know a lot of people can resonate with this as well is like their vulnerability, them never claiming to be perfect. Like you said, as well, never claiming like, you know, this is what I overcame, but I like, or this is what I went through. This was a challenge. I overcame it. And here I am. And like, everything is great. Like you still are going to face those challenges. You're still going to face adversity. You're still going to face your own, you know, versions of yourself from the past, right. That are going to challenge the new version of you. So knowing that you can have a space to be vulnerable and be very confident in your vulnerability, like that's such a strength and that is such a huge part of growth and involvement. So I love that you are in that space. And I love that we've been able to connect in this space as well. Um, because I think more of this, like more women, like you said, that look like you, that look like me, more women of minority, more women who want to help other women who might feel like, you know, it, it, it works for them. It's not going to work for me. Like it, they're in that position, but I'm not, it's kind of just like instilling that inspiration and that faith for women who feel a little bit more voiceless or feel powerless. And, you know, I feel like having this platform to be able to share your own experiences and share and, and relate and, you know, be able to pour that value, I think is so potent. I think that's so beautiful. And so with your journey so far, like with going into entrepreneurship, even going to PhD, like you said, you're a first generation for not just college, but a PhD program, which is such an accomplishment as well. And, you know, with like what you were talking about with this platform of your live series, like having to overcome imposter syndrome and fear and, you know, speaking your voice, being shy, you know, what were some things that you had to really let go of for you to get to where you are now? Like knowing that yes, challenges still happen, but what were some things that you really had to face and truly let go of for you to show up the way that you do now in any area of your life yeah yeah for sure you know one of the things that I struggle with most and honestly probably still do um is caring about what people think like I don't mm. know why I've always had this thing where like I was always so worried about what people were gonna say what were they gonna think and it just like 
was a really big hindrance to me. But, you know, Neno, my mentor, he was like, sis, like, you're holding yourself back. Like, nobody else is holding you back but you. So, like, you know, that made me just, like, really think about it. Like, yeah, like, you know, he's right. If I'm not going to let anybody else hold me back, like, why am I going to let myself hold me back? So then once I realized that, I was like, nope, I just have to take action. And, you know, it, it was a lot of fear because it is uncomfortable, like, showing up. Like, even now, sometimes I ask people to join me on Success with TN, and they're like, oh, I don't like to be on camera. And like, I remember when I was in that space, and I just know that it's really just like a lack of confidence. And that's why, you know, I show up every single day on my live series, even if it's like one or two people, I know that one person is being impacted. And that's really all that matters to me. So um, yeah, really just caring about what people think. But then, you know, along my personal development journey, my mentors tell me like, you know, when you buy someone's opinion, you buy their lifestyle. So if you wouldn't want to mm -hmm. trade places with that person mentally, you know, physically, financially, then like, why do you care? Because their opinions don't pay your bills. And so when I started to realize that the people that, you know, I do admire and the people who have the results that I want, when I realized they're doing the things that I'm aspiring to do, it just made me want to move forward even more. Because I'm like, okay, well, they don't care what anybody thinks and they're doing it. So let me just do it too. Right. Mm, I love that. Especially their opinions do not pay your bills. That's so strong and so powerful and so true. And too, like, I don't know if this is what you resonate with, but when it comes to caring about what other people think and almost like being rejected in a way, it's like, if you're going to care what someone thinks of you, if you're going to care about how they're judging you, it, it's always going to come from within. Like, are you judging yourself first? Are you judging, you know, how you're showing up on camera, what you look like, you know, what you're about to say, the value that you know you hold, the knowledge that you want to be able to share. Like if we're caring about what other people think a lot of times, and this is especially what I still struggle with myself, but again, getting really really better it's like are how we're in what ways are you judging yourself first and mm. being able to let go of that and like what versions of you from the past are you holding on to when it comes to shame when it comes to judgment when it comes to you know even feeling guilty or just feeling like a little bit more exiled and you know just I think when it comes to being in a space with like I know you have such a passion for mindset and mental health and for women and you know just for people to be able to go out there and you know chase their dreams chase their passions that does take a mentality you do have to not no longer care what people think you have to believe in your vision more than that person that's watching you right because we're always going to receive that energy and um Something that you said, I don't know, I don't remember exactly what it was that your mentor had told you, but it kind of reminded me of something as well, where it's like, when we do show up for our vision and for what it is that we're passionate about, whether we are internally like holding on to that fear or not holding on to the fear of what people are going to think no matter what continuing to show up like we're going to repel the people that aren't meant for that message and like you said those one or two people that are on your live or those few people that might see the series later on or the people that come across your page they are going to be impacted they're going to be drawn to you they are going to be meant to be there and that's something that always allowed me to show up on days and moments that I was like okay like you know I'm not going to do this anymore it's not working or I'm feeling really low or something just you know, I can't get over this challenge. This one feels too hard, right? That mentality of like that one person who's meant to come across your energy, they are going to be so grateful for that. And that's always definitely carried me. And it sounds like that's definitely something that's resonating with you as well, which I think is beautiful. And it sounds like the fear of 
opinions may have kept you, like you said, it was holding you back a little bit. So that was something that um, definitely was a challenge to be able to overcome. Um, And now that you're in this space, now that you're in an era of, you know, really just chasing after your dreams, like I know you moved recently, like, you know, not anything crazy, but still being able to be in a new space, continuing your master's program or your PhD program, you know, being an entrepreneur, providing all this value, like what amongst all that you're a part of, what makes you feel most authentic? Like what is something that, you know, draws you to feeling like this is the most purest form of Sienna? Wow. That's a great question. Um, I'll say two things. So number one is my mentors. Like, I just feel like you have to surround yourself with people that believe in you more than you believe in yourself. So like Mm -hmm. knowing how much belief they have in me, like they tell me like Sienna, like even when you don't know, if you don't know how, like just borrow my belief because I'm telling you, you can do it. So that just like really keeps me going. But also knowing that I'm a mentor to other people. There's people counting on me. There's people that are looking up to me and they see my confidence and my drive. And it's like, I have to show up. It's not even about me anymore. It's much bigger than me. So um, that's really what makes me show up 100% authentic because, you know, like I said, I'm a leader. Like I have people that are looking up to me for inspiration. So I want to let them know that they could do it too. Like it's not even about me and like the self gratification and all of that. It's really to just empower other people to let them know like hey if I could do it like knowing my story so can you and for the longest time my um my screensaver it actually said one day my story will be someone else's survival guide and I stand to that like Mm -hmm. along with you know doing school and entrepreneurship um which really is you know still having to do with entrepreneurship but my goal is to write books like I love Mm -hmm. self-help books I read books all the time I feel like when it comes to mental health like I learned so much more by reading books than I have been in school if I'm being honest with you and that's why I love promoting reading on my story I know that maybe school or parents family may have ruined it for a lot of us it sure did for me because I remember one time I was like crying in class because I couldn't read and everybody else could and so I always had that insecurity like I was a slow reader not a good reader didn't want to read out loud so you know I kind of just avoided it until recently when I found out that you know the most successful people in the world read you know they say not every millionaire reads but every billionaire does so Mm -hmm. not to say it has to do with finances but really reading is how you consume a lot of information and that's why I like you know I love it so much now because I'm actually able to read things that I actually enjoy and that's really where I get most of my value from that I'm able to provide for others oh I love that I absolutely love the the shift too and where it's like where you're consuming things because I resonate with that too like I read most the most books in the last probably year or two than I ever did in my entire like middle like elementary to high school age or even college so I definitely self-help books I love that you have the inspiration to write and it sounds like most version like the most authentic version of you is the version of you that's like putting out value you just want to help when you're helping people when you're here inspiring like that is when you feel most authentic and aligned and even just being in your space being in your energy I feel that too like I can feel that vibration so just to like validate you know that like you are definitely in your spotlight when you're in this space. So um, any last words that you have as far as like just anyone in that wants to be in your position, like you said, like you want to inspire women, you want to inspire people to, to go out and like make a life for themselves, go after what they want, be able to do everything, like maybe not be married to the matrix, right? Married to the nine to five or like, of course, 
those, it works for people who really, really do enjoy it and not to knock it at all. But for those who want to step out of that, that have the desire, what's something that you would want to lead them with? Yeah, hundred percent. Um, and just to speak on that really quick, I found out that eighty-five percent of Americans actually hate their jobs. Mm. So, like, I just want to like leave people yeah. with that. Like, if you feel like you're in a place that you don't enjoy, not to say go quit your job, but also like you know, do your job, but also build your fortune after that, right? They say a nine to five, you know, to build your living, but then you're five to nine to build your fortune. Because, you know, in today's economy, it's really important to have multiple streams of income. I actually just read an article that said, you know, for millennials and Gen Z, it's actually going to take like three to $5 million to be able to retire comfortably. And I don't know, that just like stands out a lot to me, especially because of inflation. So it's really important that we learn skill sets that no one could ever take away from us. And so for someone who is, you know, interested in really just following their dreams, because how I like what really just shifted my paradigm was like, why would I go build someone else's dream when I could be building my own? Mm. Right. So, you know, what I found out is like, you really have to find someone that has the results that you want and learn from them. I'm really big on mentorship. You know, a lot of people think like, oh, I don't want to pay for this. But when you pay for something, you pay attention and having a mentor that has the results that you want, whether if it's, you know, mentally, financially, whatever the case may be, like it really cuts the learning curve. A lot of people think that, oh, like I could just YouTube everything. Like, yeah, you can, but you're going to get a lot of different people telling you a lot of different things. Mm. So when you find someone who already has success in that area and you just follow them, you can have the results that they have because success leaves clues. Mm. So, you know, my biggest advice is to take action, right? Action cures fear. A lot of people feel like, well, what if this, what if that, that was me too. But, you know, to this day, I still tell myself, Sienna, action cures fear. And that just keeps me going. Like I just do it. And then I feel so much more confident because confidence comes from taking action, not the other way around. A hundred percent. Wow. That's beautiful. That is powerful. Action. Or what was that again? Action cures fear. Action cures fear. I love that. And that's a powerful, even just like um, value to live by, like a principle to live by, to keep you going. Like you said, like, you know, there is a lot of what ifs, there's a lot of fears, but like without fear, you can't have courage and vice versa. So it's like having the courage to take the action. And if you fall on your face, so be it, but you're going to learn and you're going to keep going. And I really love your drive, your ambition. And like you said, like your belief in mentors chat, like having people to challenge your beliefs is so important. And I stand by that myself. Um, you know, whether it's business, whether it's my personal life, my own mindset journey, like having people that are going to be there that, like you said, believe in you and are going to be able to pour that belief into you when you don't believe in yourself and challenge your beliefs, challenge your, you know, your deep rooted subconscious beliefs, I think is so important because, you know, we can't, it's like almost like the analogy, like you can't perform heart surgery on your own heart, right? You need someone to be able to like come from the outside and, and push you and poke at the box with you for you to be able to stand out of it. So that is so beautiful. Sienna, thank you so much for pouring so much value and dimes into the today's episode. Um, your Instagram is at Sienna Strong Jones, right? 
Yes. Yeah. So I encourage everybody to follow. I'll put your at in the description of this episode as well, but everybody follows Sienna tap into her live series, tap into everything that she has to pour out there. Um, I know you are like huge reader and I know you talk about the, your book recommendations all the time. So tap into anything that you need because Sienna got you. She has so much value to share. So Sienna, thank you so much. This was such an honor to have you um, and just being able to, to share your light in this space as well. Thank you so much. It was such an honor and pleasure. I'm so grateful to be here. So thank you again for having me. Of course. Well, thank you, everybody. We will catch you on the next episode and I will see you soon.